This is Douglas Mini. And this is Doug Loves Minis Very special episode Special because it's a rental car Ep But I am driving the car That's right I am podcasting while driving Graham Elwood is not here on this particular run Joining me in the car You know him from Nerdist You know him from At Midnight You know We have basically the same credits But I've never been on Jonah Radio with Jonah Ray. His podcast is all about music and hanging out and good times, and I want to do it someday. But in the meantime, I thought I'd do like a movie-themed rental car uh, episode uh, with Jonah and play some of his favorite movie music for you guys. And um, to fill you in where we're at, we're driving... In a uh, what is this thing? Chevy Malibu. <laughs> I rented it. And I don't know. It's a Chevy Malibu, and it's got a excellent trunk space, as Graham would say, and uh, satellite radio. But when Jonah's in the car, we don't listen to it because he just plugs in his phone and picks the music. So we don't listen to the uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam channel <laughs> like I do with Graham. I think that's kind of a weird thing for a guy to point out about a car. I think I started doing. Um, uh, what you call it uh, Rental car episodes To get Graham to turn off the Pearl Jam radio For, <laughs> for a little while uh, I love Pearl Jam But you know Anyway um, So We're driving to Atlanta From Athens We did a show last night At the Slingshot Festival In Athens, Georgia And thanks to them And everybody who came out To the historic Morton Theater I stole the mic stand, even though it said Morton on it. Yeah, you could probably sell it to a guy named Morton. Yeah, people named Morton need mic stands. And um, what else can we, can we say about it, Jonah? It was a good time, right? It was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun. We got in on Friday night, and then um, you were going to stay in. And yeah, then, I was, I, I've been sick. Yeah, and then completely <laughs> bailed on staying in. Yeah, uh, because we, we, we ended up Japan at Japan night. night at New Earth. 
uh, club in Athens and uh, all the all the bands in Japan night were crazy, but the absolute best one didn't go on till the end. And I kept hearing about how great they were, so I had to stay. And they're called P Lander Z. P Lander Z, which you know was funny because I'd never heard of them, but when I posted a picture of them on Instagram, a bunch of people know who they are. Apparently, oh like, yeah, oh, I got lots time. of tweets from people when I mentioned it, going, "Oh, that, I'm so jealous you're there. They're so great. I mean, they really are the kind of band that if I know they're playing and I can go, I'm going to go from from now on." Yeah, I mean, they're playing tonight in uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a 420 uh, Doug Loves Movies. Uh, this app probably won't uh, plop in time for this to be a spoiler, but Jonah will be one of my guests. And then, uh, and then, yeah, tonight I think we're going to go to the Drunken Unicorn and see uh, see P. Landry Z again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The band, all those bands in Japan that were crazy. Like, all of them were just completely A lot different. of bonkers shit. A lot of costumes. A lot yeah. of different weird instruments. And uh, also, no band stuck to any one particular musical style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was a lot of, uh, oh, wow, it's classical, heavy metal, punk band. Well, then uh, that, like, the, yeah, the one crazy band, um, the guy was doing throat singing. Like that. Yeah, tuba, tuba yeah. throat singing. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> and what was the, what was the, uh, what was the the guy smiling? No, no, not guy smiling. What was the like the the guy from the seventies and eighties that wore that uh, those tights that showed his innards? Right. Yeah. That, that guy. That guy. Like the singer was wearing something uh, like that. Yeah, it was like those uh, those uh, live uh, human body exhibits where you could see the way they take <laughs> all the skin off of people. Yeah, and then there were the the bass player was in a thong. Yes, yeah. uh, but he had uh, you know Japanese characters just in Sharpie written all over his body and face. <laughs> yeah, we were calling him Darth Maul, and then um, there was uh, in P Lander Z they, the the three main members of the band where uh, when they first come out they they're dressed up as a lion, a dinosaur, and some other thing. It's it's a goddamn delight. And yeah, the singer P Lander Z looks as if. <laughs> um, uh, David Lee Roth and Pikachu got into a transporter and were blended together. Right. Like like uh, Brundlefly. Brundlefly, yeah. So, um, on your show, Jonah Radio, you just play music and kick back and have have fun sitting around. So, yeah. uh, let's do that, but in the rental car, and but with uh, movie-themed music. Cause Sounds good to This me. is Doug Loves Minis. And also... Uh, Apologies to anyone who hates how long the new theme song is, but I love it so much. <laughs> so good. And at Bass Playing Fool, I believe, is the guy who uh, did it, who also, he did the previous Doug Loves Minis theme song, and I think he's also going to do the theme song for Doug Loves Sleeping. So... <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's going to be a podcast where people can just listen to me sleep. No. Yeah. You're not doing it. Really going to do it. You what, what? Just to see how many people download it. That's like your entire life now Is just seeing how much of your life You can turn into a podcast <sighs> Me snoring Yeah That's gonna I be want, great what if, you, what if you find out Like you That you sleep talk Or that you have like A cartoonist snore That was like <laughs> I'd be so happy If something entertaining happened But it's not It's not going to It's gonna be boring to listen to And anyone that does is crazy But Um <laughs> But this, on the other hand, <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yes, this is a good time. All right. And, oh, and uh, tomorrow night we're going to be doing stand-up at the, uh, that's another spoiler, is uh, Jonah will be joining me for stand-up at the uh, Zanies in Rosemont, Illinois, and we will uh, definitely play the Leonard Mall game. So if you're hearing this in time, uh, come out and bring your name tags. Bring your name tags. Bring them. All right. So uh, first song we're going to play is off the That Thing You Do soundtrack. Great soundtrack. It's like a compilation of a bunch of fake bands. 
All these songs were written specifically for the movie for different acts in there to have this. This band doesn't appear in the in the movie, but the song does, and it's a surf band that they call the Saturn Five. And Tom Hanks has writing credits on all the songs on the soundtrack. He's such a Renaissance man, it makes me sick. Yeah, I just wish uh, that other movie was a little better. Uh, Which one? Harry, uh, Larry Crown. Oh, Larry Crown's it's ridiculous. It's I just, because like, I, I was so excited. It felt excited. like a TV movie or something yeah. from a long time I was ago. so excited <laughs> because it was like, you know, that thing you do, I love, I love that thing you do. And his Tom Hanks director's condition is so good. And I, and I was just, oh, he's got a, another Tom Hanks movie is coming out. Yeah, Larry Crown was just, first of all, Larry Crown. What kind of title is that? Like, it's not, it's not Forrest Gump. It's not like he's an insanely interesting character with a crazy name. Yeah. And then... Or a pre-existing character from a book. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So, Larry, why is it called Larry Crown? And then, and then also just, he's... The, the, it, it's almost like he... Did he co-write it? Yeah, he wrote and directed it. Wrote it by himself or with somebody? I believe by himself, but... Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it just seems like he just wrote, acted, and directed in the easiest thing that he could write, act, and direct. Like, it, yeah. like, the, <laughs> like he could do it with minimal effort. Like, he could get by in his Tom Hanks charm. Yeah, it was, shot and, in, it was shot in and around at Los Angeles. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I was severely disappointed with uh, Monuments Men and George Clooney. Like, this kind of, like, guys kind of directing themselves in these kind of safe kind of movies. It's, yeah. It's kind of weird. But I thought Clooney did a great job with... Uh, uh, with uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, people love a lot of his movies. I've just never, I've never gotten on board with him as, uh, as a director. He's been in such an amazing David O. Russell and uh, yeah. you know Alexander Payne movies that like when he's fucking in his thing that he directed, I, I, I never like it as much. But you know, love George Clooney. Yeah. So uh, oh, this so is uh, Saturn Five fake band from that thing you do, and we'll listen to a little bit of it, and then we'll uh, then we'll talk about it. Here it is. Here it is. Right now. So that's a that's a nice groovy uh, tune and very uh, very accurate for the kind of sound that was probably emerging or had emerged yeah, you know, at that the, time. The ventures and all that kind of uh, you know surf rock that was coming out. Um, but it's just and it's during this it's a real fun uh, you know montage song in the movie. There's a couple montage songs and this is a uh, you know one of like when the things start going really well for them and they're doing a lot of stuff and you know they got to do a lot of those kind of. Beatles By them, moments. you mean the the Oneeders, no, the, the hey, band, the Oneeders, the band, <laughs> the Wonders, the band that uh, is the center of the uh, the movie, which I, I like quite a bit. But Jonah's uh, uh, that thing you do, freak. Well, I think it's uh, it. I can't think of another movie that portrays being in a band better than this this movie. Uh, right, but they always got to show the part where the band doesn't get along. 
Like, there's got to be bands out there that everybody loves each other and has a good time all the time. Well, that's Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> that's why they have the most boring behind the music you've ever seen. I, mean, I, it's great, but... I do not get why anyone signs on to be part of and the somethings. <laughs> I do not get that. Like, I, I mean, I guess they need a gig, and it's you know, and in some cases, like Bruce Springsteen's band, they get individual notoriety, but. Man, I couldn't name a single member of the news, and if you know, yeah. well, it's, and, you know, it's, and that's a weird thing to brag about. I'm in the news. Well, it's like you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, <laughs> where it's just uh, why, why, why? Like, <laughs> it's like there's that great there's that great sketch from the Norm Macdonald sketch comedy album, where it's um, it's uh, the people in Fantastic Four, like you know, and, and Mr. Fantastic basically he's like, all right, we got we got to think of our names here. Uh, you're like a rock type thing. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be the thing. You're, uh, you're like a you're like a human uh, fireball. You're the human torch. You're the human torch, and you're the invisible girl because you know you're invisible. And I can stretch and contort and just stretch my body, and I'll be called Mr. Fantastic. Now we got to yes. get to the. <laughs> Address me as Mister, <laughs> and I'm also what I can do is fantastic. What you could do is all of you have an affliction. <laughs> yeah, you all have serious problems. I look like a normal person just, when I'm not stretching. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. I got this these white shucks of hair on either side of my head. But what are you gonna do? Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I. Uh, yeah, I have white shucks of hair like a distinguished lady anchor person. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's another tune you got for us? Okay, another tune is uh, this song. So my, my favorite Mel Brooks movie is High Anxiety. Okay, that's crazy, but go on. Um, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's mainly... Oh, it's like... It's good. I, I like it. I, I, like, I like, like that movie, but... Well, it, it should... It's, it kind of, really, it's kind of parts of uh, Young Frankenstein and uh, Blazing Saddles set to the tune of uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, um, so I like those other two better, but... You know, I, I love those other two. But uh, you're also at an age where you probably came in, like, High Anxiety was probably, when you were a kid, was probably, like, it was probably the height of hilarity watching all those bird shit on Mel Brooks, you know? <laughs> I thought, I thought, I was already old enough to find that scene just disgusting and stupid. Do you know, <laughs> do you know whose idea that was? Uh-uh. Um, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't remember Carl Reiner? No, no, no. Um, I can't remember who's sorry. I messed up with the whose idea it was, but uh, like the anecdote I was trying to remember is um, is so he shows it. He shows the movie to Alfred Hitchcock. Really? Yeah, he shows the movie to Alfred Hitchcock. And um, he. I mean, Hitchcock must have like died the next day. He was. He's like he said it was pretty. So I mean, Hitchcock could stop making movies. He's he's in a screening room. Uh, and Mel Brooks is in the back and you know, Alfred Hitchcock is in his personal screening room watching it and he says he doesn't laugh once the entire time once the bird shitting part happens he can't stop laughing so hard he falls out of his chair he's laughing so hard and he needed help getting up like it's a uh, you know yeah cause he probably you know in, in his own way for you know working with birds that much must have been like I know that they depicted it in those recent uh, movies where, like, he was really mean to the... Uh, act, yeah, to the actors. To, to Tippi Hedren and, like, uh, fucking, you know, threw a bunch of real live birds at her and shit. But uh, I'm sure also that just working with those animals for an entire film, like, they were probably... He probably had incidents where things got shit on when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, stuff. probably. So, so, so yeah, it's so. probably extra special funny yeah, to him. Yeah, exactly. To see, like... A, 
that alternate <laughs> version of, of what birds could do to, to fuck somebody up. But Hank Zeddy's got so many great moments and just so many so much good commentary on this. You know what I mean? Harvey Corman plays the part he played in Blazing Saddles. Uh, yeah, that's true. Leachman plays the part he played in Young, in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I like it. Yeah, and Madeline Kahn's pretty much like she is in all three of them. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so what song from My Anxiety do we get to listen to? Because I do like the songs. We, we, we get to listen to the song. The song. High Anxiety. High Anxiety. 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 Yeah. This is a song. Anxiety. Like every time uh, Deanna, my wife, starts to get kind of nervous or gets anxious, she just starts. She just goes, uh, "I hope everything okay." She'll just go, "Anxiety." <laughs> you guys should have played this at your wedding. Yeah, you're fucking right. <laughs> All right. All right so this is high anxiety from the same title Hi. film. <clears throat> oh, oh. It's got kind of a surf, surf, <laughs> surf band kind of vibe. It's uh. What's wrong with you? I'm trying to play off of YouTube and it won't let me. Oh, god damn it! So I just played off what my phone. What a nightmare! Sure, do something. This, don't just play the surf song again. Hey, listen. Fucking <laughs> dick. It's the worst rental car episode ever. <laughs> oh, that's not gonna be loud enough. Hi, anxiety. <laughs> he keep it going but why does he um, why does he suddenly take the guise of a lounge singer in the course of the film is he like trying to be undercover or something or is uh, he just showing off on a date he was kind of showing off on a date it was it was one of those things where uh, you know they're at the they're at this thing and he he in an interview he talked about he always liked the idea of a guy going uh, just like a you know amateur guy going well you know I I, I don't want to okay well do you know this song like I go sure and then he just becomes like the best singer and he's just this guy that just is totally nailing it and going around and becoming a lounge singer and so you know it's like oh we got some newlyweds here how long have you been married just this, just this morning and they said it wouldn't like he just it's yeah, a, it's, yeah he does a whole corny yeah. lounge singer patter thing in there and and, and also doesn't he like uh, crack the microphone cord like a whip and yeah yes. and uh, does it knock somebody's cigarette out or does it just make Madeline Kahn like, make an orgasm face I think an orgasm face <laughs> um, yeah it's a yeah the whip and the cigarette is in uh, uh, Blues Brothers <laughs> alright it's a, it's a great you know he, yeah, he people so should many people should songs. listen to the whole song if they get a chance, or, yeah. or watch the scene on YouTube. Yeah, I think the movie's in full on YouTube it's, somewhere. It's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, it's really really funny. And you know, I have a I have a soundtrack. I actually got him to sign it when I met him. Um, it's this high anxiety soundtrack. So it's all the songs from High Anxiety on one side, but on the B side, it's all like it's it's the Blazing Saddles theme, the Frankenstein theme, uh, uh, Springtime for Hitler. You know, it's a, yeah, it's yeah, it's a cool album because it's got all the stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I know all the lyrics to the Blazing Saddle theme song. I, I, I just love it. But YouTube is the only way you could play that. Yeah, it didn't show up on, you know, the other stuff that it was trying to like on audio. Okay, what's next? Well, 
coming up next, I'm now on a try it, not looking for it on YouTube because I'd like to, for people to hear it. Um, yeah. So I was a, get it together, Jonah. Get it together. See what's happening. This episode's um, also not very many, as, as it turns out. Oh, I'm sorry. Should no, I... no, it's not your fault. I'm just saying it. So go ahead and save your tweets of telling me that wasn't very many. That's so Because people like, people like to point that out to me. When I... 51 minutes isn't very many. <laughs> I imagine that's what they sound like when they're tweeting. God, this guy's up my ass behind me here. I'm going to change lanes. I'm going to get in the slaw lane. And... Slaw lane. All right, so I'll pull this up on Spotify. Yeah, uh, it's the Spotify. That so shit. this is uh, another one of my favorite comedies. Cheech and Chong's up in smoke. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I did not like pot smoking when I was a kid. I kind of I was very much against it. I was a street. Why kid. you're so good at it? <laughs> <laughs> Watch Getting Dug with High live at Largo. The see first me, episode. See me have a breakdown on stage on the inside. It's pretty sweet. Did I tell you that Todd Glass brought a dog? When we just he did another one too? Well cause he wanted to be like You know he wanted to try to top Samo And bring his own dog But the dog he brought was um, named Ursula And it was a very docile little bulldog thing That didn't really Didn't, didn't really take over like Samo did Oh jeez So this is Alright what's going on I'm trying to find the Alright what are you doing Okay found it We're gonna play it on this though right Yes Are you plugged in Yeah so it's Cheese okay. and Chong's Up in Smoke It's the song they play um, at the Battle okay. of the Bands. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, uh, Eric Mayer. Eric, Eric, Eric Mayer's great. It's also on one of their albums. Yes. Yeah. There's a whole Eric Mai bit on the. Yeah, album with uh, Alice. With the song and stuff, yeah. yeah. It up. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, the sketch is like, uh, earache my eye is such a funny such a expression fu- and a funny sketch. and Yeah. It's one of my favorite things they did. and uh, It's such a funny bit. Yeah, and it's, I, when I was a kid, I listened to it over and over again, and I, when he says my head is like a sieve, I didn't even know what a sieve was. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Like and I wasn't, you know, when I went, when I owned the Big Bamboo album and uh, other Cheech and Chong things and saw their movies and stuff, I wasn't smoking pot at all. Like I didn't start till years later. Yeah, yeah. But I still like them, you know. I and I still them. I like them and what they did. I just wasn't. I just didn't. Same here. It, that wasn't. They weren't necessarily a gateway to smoking pot. It kind of makes me feel better about you know kids hearing my jokes because like, you know, you're gonna find weed or you're not, and yeah. you're gonna find it at your own pace. And somebody talking about it or singing about it or something's really not gonna. 
change anything, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a that's a good pick. I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, yeah, it, you know the song is great. It's uh, I'm surprised that the band Voodoo Glow Skulls never covered it. <laughs> Or, or anybody, really. Yeah. Like, there's supposed to be, there should be some punk band covering it. Or maybe they do. They just haven't recorded it. They just play it in live shows. Yeah. Because it's such a great, great um, song. Oh, so that's the version from Chicha Chong's animated movie? No, I mean, that's the that that just showed up for some reason on the... Like, that's what came up first. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like, the animated movie, is, they kind of just... It's a compilation of a lot. It's a greatest hits album. Pretty much. What about... Uh, do you also like Basketball Jones? Yes, I love Basketball That's Jones. That's such a great song. Yeah. I, uh, Basketball Jones! The, back to the Eric My Eye sketch, I, when I heard that, I wanted to make... I, I wanted to start making audio sketches like that. I used to try and write sketches like the Eric My Eye. Just, I, would always, I was always a kid just trying to work on my Tommy Chong. Like, oh, wow, man. You know, just, <laughs> it was like... Like, you know, 13-year-old kid going, oh, is your window open? Oh, fuck. I think I stopped the recording. Oh, no. God damn it. Wait, no, it's still there. No, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So here's another one. Just for anybody that's interested, we're passing by Sugarloaf Parkway. What'd you call me? <laughs> um, so the song isn't my thing, but I love how spot on this song sounds for the time and the place of Stillwater's Fever Dog from the movie Almost Famous. Yeah, I don't love Stillwater's music, but they did a good job of kind of coming up with music that a semi-popular band of that time would play. Exactly, and like, the, you know, it was a good, they, and they didn't overdo it, but that was clearly the song that people were, start, that was starting to give them a buzz. Uh, uh, and Jason Lee is a, you know, great he's, he's awesome. Yeah, I love that one. That's like, where he really broke out for me as an actor. I loved him since Mallrats, but like that, he's so great and almost famous. I loved him in the in like skate videos. He was always so <laughs> he was so funny every time he was showed up. Um, but so yeah, this is a Fever Dog. God, this Spotify thing is kind of can't play it. Can't just play songs. Huh. Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. Hmm. Um, let me see if I got anything to plug coming up. I'm going to be in uh, Kansas City next weekend. Saturday, stand up at the Improv at 420. And then Sunday, a secret uh, mystery movie interruption. You'll find out what the movie is when you get there. Or sooner if you listen to the right radio station. Um, and it's uh, that's going to be at 420 at the Alamo Draft House in Kansas City. And this is a song from Almost Famous as performed by Jason Lee and Billy Crudup. And oh, out of skips. Try premium. Those other guys. God. What's the matter? It won't, it won't work at all? I'm going to have to do I, You know, I'm not going to be disappointed if I can't hear a Stillwater song. I know. To be honest with you. I know, but it kind of bumming <laughs> me out because I'm working. Um, that was a fun idea, though. Yeah. Is this it? Like that, that, that's clearly like they're doing like a Led Zeppelin thing there.
that's yeah. enough. That. I'm, I'm so upset that you found it and played it, especially yes. that quietly. I don't know how it's going to sound, but uh, sorry, it's all right. Uh, but I do. I have. I have an extreme love hate relationship with that movie. It's. A, it's probably the one of the top movies that I love. But scene scene by scene, there's things that aggravate the shit out of me. That that like, it's almost become fun to. Uh, to uh, hate parts of this movie that I love so much. Well, you know, I um, it's another one of the movies that I think the director's cut is a lot longer, uh, but it feels like a shorter movie, and it just does a way better job of. You know, I, I don't. I'm not normally that kind of guy that will just like a you know a director's cut, but like movies like that thing you do and Almost Famous, they add in, they let these moments sit, these kind of comedic moments sit, which actually helps move everything along a lot quicker than going from just story to story to story. You know, uh, the director's cut of Almost Famous has, you know, a longer scene with Nick Swartzen. The uh, Marin scene is longer. Um, um, the scenes with, uh, you know, Lester Bangs, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, those, like, those, all those scenes, like, they just... Well, one thing, they could, one thing they could help, the fucking Lester Bangs scenes, uh, no offense to any... Uh, I'm a huge fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's, he's so great. But it's just sort of, the way the scenes play now, it bugs me that every single thing he says... I do not like... Here, talking to the kind of person that only speaks in things that they think are pearls of wisdom, uh-huh. you know, yeah, like yeah. everything he says is like he's right. It's like he's written it ahead of time, and I mean, I guess that's but sort of what the character is. Is he's a writer, so he's you know. Well, no, that's like based off of a real dude. Yeah, yeah, but and the like real dude, the real dude, also said. So, what do you want to get for lunch? He didn't like everything yeah. out of his mouth. Wasn't you know? Yeah, yeah. And also, I disagree with a lot of the things he says in the movie. <laughs> you know, when he's saying this band, it's all about cream and not about the you know whatever things yeah. he's comparing. But it's like, like whatever. But if but you're getting mad, can't get mad at the movie for portraying the guy that pretty much was like that. Like if you ever right, hear that, interviews, but, of him, he's just coked out of you, his mind. Yeah, but I'm I'm trying to help your shoddy premise that a longer movie seems quicker by saying that at least he probably acts a little bit more like a normal guy when given room to breathe. Yes. Because it's... The whole movie... That's the thing about that movie is it really swings for the fences in terms of most of the time when people are speaking, they're trying to say stuff not unlike Jerry Maguire where uh, it's going to be quoted for the rest of time. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? And that's where Cameron Crowe, I think he's an amazing writer, but I think that he, you know, um, in the case of those movies, he sometimes he'll take having the character say something amazingly clever over having them say something that's genuine. Or, and do you think that comes from just being a, uh, a journalist for so long? That and also I think, you know, that po- probably... Um, uh, what's his name? Billy Wilder was a huge influence, and so movies like The Apartment and yeah. Some Like It Hot have that same sort of thing where, like, it's eminently quotable. Yeah. But I don't think that they were as um, uh, written with that in mind. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I also don't think Cameron Crowe's that cynical. But I also, you know, I think that while I would find these longer versions of his movies uh, interesting, I also would probably just prefer it the way it was. I hear you. You know, but I would like to see those those extra scenes now that you mention it. We did uh, Almost Famous on Pete Holmes' uh, podcast, You Made It Weird Movies, where I went in thinking that me and Pete were going to watch it and talk about what was happening as it was happening, mm-hmm. but Pete looks at it more like as a jumping off point to just talk about things Pete wants to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, so I tried to get in some of this, but he wouldn't even he wouldn't even sit there and listen to what was being said. So then we couldn't comment on what was being said. It was more like we were just commenting on, you know, what Pete said. General, you know, we probably you know he probably got into discussing Mark Marin when he showed up and Jimmy Fallon and 
<laughs> Nick Swartzen, or I don't even know if it was even that. Uh, like I don't even remember what we talked about. But, yeah, yeah. But anyway, check it out if you want to hear more about Almost Famous. And do you want to try to do another song? Or yeah, yeah. Um, or is it gonna not work? Again? No, no. This one's on. This one's on, on audio, so I got this one. And we can plug it into the car sound system. We can. We can make it. We can make it right. We're gonna really hear this one. What is it? What's All it right, gonna be? Let me, um, this is a. Uh, this is from the movie Airheads. So in the, in the, in the movie Airheads, um, which is very funny, it's a very funny movie. It's real silly. Uh, it's also the same premise of uh, the Alan Partridge movie Alpha Papa, where there's a you know hostage situation at a radio station. Um, so this this the song that the Lone Rangers like their their song their the thing that they are you know uh, like the big single is actually a song by a band called Rake and Youth, a punk band from the '80s. Uh, that was a very kind of like you know very silly and nihilistic and very but imagery of just like KKK members on their uh, you know on their record covers and like you know Reagan Reagan youth they were kind of being you know jokey towards all like the anti Reagan punk music but also very serious about it so they had a song called Degenerated um, and that's the song that they used for the Lone Rangers song in Airheads and it's okay. that song the Lone Rangers version. <laughs> You know, that's and that's a, really Brendan Fraser singing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really Brendan Fraser singing. What happened to Brendan Fraser? I don't know, man. I thought that guy was the shit for a while. I liked him in Encino Man. I thought he was really had the right uh, acting tone for like the Mummy movies. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, the Gods and Monsters. Yeah, and then he's just in a series of movies where like animals shit on him, and and uh, you know Dudley Do Right and George yeah. of the Jungle, and he, he just, I just heard a bunch a, of bad choices. I heard he's a drunk. Oh really? Yeah, um, which might make sense because he's like you know he was best buds with uh, Dave Foley. Oh okay. And I think they were kind of drinking buddies, as far as I can, I can you know. When they worked together on what? Monkey Bone? Were they Monkey Bone together? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brennan Fraser, like you know, he's got that <laughs> face spread, that boozy face spread, you know, like you just uh, like those guys are just <laughs> professional drinkers, and they just kind of 
All right, enough Brendan Fraser's bashing. I like I, him. I like him too. I'm just kind of <laughs> bummed out because I, I really, really dug him. Do you know what? You know that guy, um, the guy on Castle. Uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he to me he's the new Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Um, okay, so yeah, that was that was yeah. a fun tune. Yeah, from, from, uh, from the Airhead soundtrack, Airheads. which is really good. It's a good soundtrack. So that's uh, Jonah Ray's top five um, songs for movies. Now you know tasting songs for movies. You know whether or not you want to listen to Jonah Radio <laughs> in the music music podcast section of iTunes and at Nerdist.com. Yeah. You got any other plugs? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I said before. Watch the meltdown when it Watch comes on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're in a band and um, you think you're good, or you think I might like you, uh, send a link to your um, to your stuff uh, at, to Jonah Radio R A Y D I O uh, at gmail.com. Nice. Um, Get it? I think so. Sorry about the. I was trying to think of a good like shithead to sign off with. Um. But I couldn't think of one. Oh, well, what was it that wasn't working earlier? Spotify? No, uh, it, was, it was YouTube. YouTube is a shit. <laughs> really committed to that one. Yeah. <laughs>